Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. The only thing hotter than non-fungible tokens and herd immunity. Yeah. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Stimulus Bill Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. Got my first shot. So wash. And on this week's show, seek out more like cash in. Am I right? <laughs> Ten guy in your pocket and BK says, get back in the kitchen. Have you tried this chicken sandwich yet? No. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Damn, dude. So how was virtually podcasting in the great white north? Oh, it was lovely. I, I dressed extra warm with my <laughs> toque. That was a gift from the boys at Rectext uh, back, in, back in Christmas. And I may have had May have had a sip of uh, alcohol to keep warm as well, and also, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just a better podcaster when I'm when I'm drunk. Yes, we had a good time. Hopefully, if you haven't uh, heard that one, uh, go check it out on whatever that podcast name is. I don't even remember the Recruitment Flex. Yes. The Recruitment Flex. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And no one knows flexing like me, so I should remember that. Yeah, I mean, Shelly actually coming in and guest hosting she was delightful knowledgeable and easy to listen to everything you're not yeah i was gonna say so it's nothing like our regular show people must have loved that entirely it was a great departure let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) thoughtfulness intelligence cooth class (laughs) nothing like our listeners are used to which is why they probably liked it so much she does love the sexy careless whisper saxophone that's for sure (laughs) Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Which is, by the way, why we're announcing that I'm leaving the show as of today. And Shelly oh, yeah? 
is now moving moving into the show. <laughs> I had no clue. Don't say that because you will you will get her I so need excited. Therapy, damn it! This is my weekly therapy session, and we didn't do it last week, so I'm I'm destined to cry on this show. I may I may release gas. I don't know, but I, I need some I need some Chad time. Well, first and foremost, I need a big thank you because you would not be on the vaccination list right now if it weren't for Chad looking out for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, you you actually got a shot. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, you I guess you got alerted that you're on some wait list and then told me like, hey, dude, you're almost you're we're both almost 50. It was like, hey, if it's four months in four months before it or into it, you're you can get it. And I was like, I don't know. And I went to the wrong link and you shared the right link and I was was able to get on. So, you know, I, I scheduled the earliest time in day, which was April 23rd at 1220, I think here locally. So by our birthday, yes. May 28th and 27th, uh, I should be ready for the summer of love. Amen, brother. That's what I'm talking Amen, about. Amen, indeed. Yeah, I was lucky enough to have somebody actually looking out for me. Uh, they mm. saw that there was a cancellation and they had just changed the uh, age uh, restrictions. So I literally got in the day before and I got the shot the next day. And that's when I contacted you and said, Hey, are you on the list yet? And you're like, no, we're not 50. And I'm like, that's what I thought too. But there's obviously a, a trick to this fucking thing. You have to be, you know, 50 in July or some shit, which makes no sense. But anyway, did you get the J and J or did you get uh Pfizer or Moderna? I got Pfizer. Okay. So you still got to get the other one. I, I'm getting Moderna, I think. I thought it was Modelo at first and I was going to get a beer. <laughs> By the way, what the fuck is up with Texas? My 81-year-old father yeah, uh, who survived two bouts of cancer isn't vaccinated yet. They've released max masks. Like the mandate is out. So yeah. whatever's going on in Texas, uh, it ain't good. If he was closer to any of those white rich senators or representatives <laughs> or some shit like that or if he was like a, a, a huge donor he'd probably they would have come to his house and already given yeah the uh, the the ted cruz vaccination tour is in what cancun. he to get on in cancun yes cabo or cancun which do you prefer Cancun, because in Cabo, you can't get in the ocean. The riptides will rip you under. Yes. Do not swim in Cabo, kids. Just stay on the mainland getting drunk. Yes. Unlimited buffets and drinking. Anyway, man, (laughs) let's get to uh, let's get to some shout outs. Anything stand out to you from the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, we've had we've been hearing a lot about royalty lately. Harry and Meghan, right? The Megxit, the big Megxit. People in Britain are going nuts. No, I'm talking about coming to America too. Zamunda. Uh, I was talking Zamunda. about the royalty of Zamunda. <laughs> and uh, coming to America too just dropped on Amazon. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's like a 30-year anniversary or something like that. But it was it was fun. It was a very fun watch. And I, after watching it, seeing like uh, comments on people saying, well, it wasn't as good as the first one. And it's just like, give me a fucking break, people. Allow your brain to shut down and just laugh at stupid Eddie Murphy in Arsenio Hall. I have not seen it yet. I'm waiting for my 14-year-old son to be here to enjoy it. <laughs> Perfect. Does let your soul glow come back? Are like are Jerry curls? Do they have the McDowell's? Did they make an appearance or are they totally out of the new one? 
Well, Soul Glow was like in the background of uh, a couple of the the barber the barber shot uh, <laughs> okay. shop shots. Uh, uh-huh. McDowell's was definitely there. As a matter of fact, they opened a Zamundo look a Zamunda location. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's like it, they do a lot of throwback shit, and it's it's just fucking funny because it's just <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you too. There's there's Very a little like, bit of that. In the face. Yeah. In the face. <laughs> You've got to have Disney Plus, right? You got a little one. Got Disney Plus, got Amazon Prime, okay. video, whatever, Netflix, so, Hulu. Have you watched WandaVision at all? I haven't. I haven't. We're on a big Stanley Tucci in it in Italy uh, <laughs> kick right now. And we're we're catching up on shameless episodes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we're catching up on fringe episodes. We're on season two, but WandaVision is like a must. It was incredibly well done. Marvel just knows how to do their shit. So uh, Winter Soldier and I think Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier is the next one up. Hopefully that one will uh, will also meet the bar. Yeah, heard really good things. I'll I'll try to. I haven't finished season two of uh, The Mandalorian, so oh, I'm way good. behind. I'm oh, sure. that's good. So I, I know we joke, but did did you see any of the Harry and Megan? Do you care? I do care, just from the standpoint of she was at the point mentally where she was contemplating suicide, and that is never right. In and I don't give a fuck if you're in a royal family uh, or where you're at, right? So uh, yeah, I, this is this is an issue. And then having idiots like Piers Morgan uh, trying to trying to slash and and burn her reputation even more. Uh, luckily, he's off that fucking Good Morning America Britain or Good Morning Britain show. I stand forever confused by the appeal of the royal family. Call me an American, but I just I just don't get it. How much money goes into that? I have no idea. It's ridiculous. It's I don't know. It's it's like, I guess, the equivalent of fam- being famous for just being famous Kardashian style here in the States. But we tend to rotate every few years. <laughs> They've been on the same people for a thousand years so what are you gonna do but i will shout out to oprah yes she is still a gangster man she is still like equal parts velvet glove and iron fist yes. when she does an interview so uh i was glad to see her back and her her glasses must cost eight thousand dollars man i think those <laughs> things are made out of like whalebone and uh i don't know martian glass they look so, look so i'm just jealous yeah i'm just jealous you can you can never go go wrong with uh, a little oprah and speaking of awesome have yeah. you seen T- todd burns in a chad and cheese t-shirt holy shit I have not, but anybody wearing a Chad and Cheese t-shirt generally uh, looks much better than prior. Oh, yeah. There is a sex sexification that happens when you put on that silky smooth cotton, combed cotton to be exact. Combed cotton. Chad and Cheese, <laughs> Chad and cheese t-shirt. Listeners, listeners will remember we reported a few months ago that CareerBuilder was leaning heavy on auto renewal contracts. Well... Kids, I guess that's over because it went over like a lead balloon and customers uh, pretty much said they weren't going to have it. So CareerBuilder then sent a response message saying, "Um, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Can we take credit for that one? I I think think we we, should. We ripped into them pretty hard for that one. Yeah, I think we should. Well, and again, 
it's one of those indicators, right? That their organization, they've been going down to the bone mm-hmm. uh, from a structure standpoint. They've always been incredibly good on uh, the sales side of the house, but this just demonstrates that leadership doesn't understand how Career Builder was built. You know, it was built through connections and relationships. Mm-hmm. Culture. And this kind of shit just blows it all to fucking pieces. Speaking of why you, why you mentioned that, uh, a source tells me that unconfirmed Indeed is now charging sales tax, taxable purchases where they weren't before. Apparently, they were eating that 5 to 8% expense. Uh-huh. So if true, that's a nice way to add 5 to 8% to your bottom line. Just start charging sales tax where you weren't before. Yeah. Well, I, companies have been paying the indeed dumb tax for a very long time. So, you know, what's a, what's another five to whatever fucking percent, right? The dumb tax. That's nice. That's nice. That's like listening to our show, the ultimate dumb tax. <laughs> what are you doing listening to us? Let's get to topics, shall we? Topics! Job and talent. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, I sold this one on buy or sell a few weeks ago, if I remember, uh, <laughs> merely on the fact that their name sucks yes. and it still does. But so this, this Spain-based startup, uh, they call themselves a work-as-a-service platform. Uh, they announced a Series D round of $119 million that they're getting from SoftBank, as well as a $99 million debt and funding from BlackRock, bringing the total raised this round to $218 million. Uh, they last raised $108 million uh, in January of this year, which brings the total amount Two months ago. to $507.6 million. If you think they're worth it, they reported revenue growth from $6 million in 2016 to, are you ready for this, $596 million in 2020. Uh, there was no word on the actual valuation at this point, but I got to think next, you know, next turn unicorn status for them. They streamlined the job application admin and payroll into a one-stop shop, uh, suggests its marketplace workforce as a service model can provide temps with continuous employment. They are preparing to enter the US market in the next year. Uh, and did I mention I still hate the name? We're pretty excited by these numbers, if nothing else. Jesus. Yeah, I'd like to say 1998 called and they want their marketing strategy back, Cheeseman. Um, so <laughs> 850 companies use job and talent to match temporary roles and do the hard work like payroll, timesheets, legal compliance, all that kind of shit. Unlike Indeed Flex and Job.com, who I've been pretty hard on, Job and Talent works with staffing companies instead of competing with them. This means the platform could become the staffing segment's new operating system, could help them scale and drive revenues through higher margins or better margins. So I think overall, what Indeed Flex and Job.com, they're missing uh, is where the money is being made. And that's not competing with staffing, but actually working with staffing, becoming their operating system. To me, this is this is it. This is lightning in a fucking bottle. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool for them. So, so two questions I have. One is they they really build this thing as a like continuous employment or permanent employment. So, but you're basically staying employed by just picking up contracts. So, if one expires, you get another one. So, so I kind of like the genius of of 
spinning a temp working site as a permanent by just hopscotching to different opportunities. Agree or disagree? And also, can they make this thing work in the US? I love that because you know when the contract ends. So you can have them ready for the next contract. Not to mention, I guarantee you that employers can request working with individuals that they've had before, right? So you have a bench that is set up yourself of individuals that you want to take that position. So I think there are many different ways you can actually work the technology from the employee or contractor standpoint and then from the employer standpoint. And I sure as hell believe that if staffing companies in the United States aren't looking at this, if they're not looking at trying to create an operating system that allows them to scale faster and to be able to look forward into the future with regard to where they're going to go next, as opposed to, yeah, sit on the bench for a couple of weeks while we wait and and try to find you something, they will lose because platforms like this will win. Indeed, if they are smart enough to actually drop the competition, if job.com is smart enough to actually drop the competition and become that operating system, I think they have have a chance. But if they don't, I think somebody's going to come in right up underneath it, scoop them up and fuck both those platforms. Yeah. And by the way, the, the timing of this is is perfect. As the world opens up, restaurants yep. open up, all these sort of jobs that are going to just blow up as we come into the summer of love, as I call it, as we vaccinate the world. Uh, couldn't be a be better timing. But I mentioned I hate the name. Uh, spend some of that money and get something new. Anyway, <laughs> Dude, whatever. more money flowing. And yes. oh my God, do we have a great track record on deathmatch or what? Let like, me tell you. Let me tell you. If, if anybody wonders if we know what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> like if nothing else, we've got Canvas opening, seek out, yeah. all, all home runs yes. at this point that, yes. that are deathmatch winners. Uh, so anyway, seek out in the news. By the way, speaking of names, uh, seek out got the dot com at some point. I remember when they launched, they were seek out.io. Yep. I do, I do a little research. They're seekout.com now. So good for them. They, they kind of kind of did that right. So anyway, they announced a new round of funding this time to the tune of $65 million in Series B led by Tiger Global Management with participation from existing investors Madrona Venture Group and Mayfield. Uh, this, rains, this raise brings the Redmond, Washington-based startup to a total funding since it launched in 2017 to $73 whopping million, putting a valuation on the company close to half a billion dollars. Not shabby for people search engine. Yes. Uh, Seagot will invest in sales, marketing, and customer success to reach new customers. Uh, they put a big diversity spin on the PR. I think uh, all three of the quotes in the story talked about diversity. So that's obviously a, a huge, huge thing. Any thoughts on the news? Good for them. Yeah. Bringing Jackie Clayton on board doesn't hurt when you're talking about diversity and being able to to, to really understand technology. And I mean, they're, and obviously wrap the, the DEI marketing around a tool, look for practical applications and those types of things. But as we said, and I think when we were in Austin in 2019 and we were judging these guys. One of the biggest reasons that pushed me over the edge with Seek Out was Anup Gupta was the right hand man for Bill Gates. Now, it's not not only because it makes him a really fucking smart dude, but he is really fucking connected. So I believe personally, I believe these platforms are becoming a dime a dozen. Great tech, powerful matching, and yet not all of these companies have a great go-to-market strategy in tandem with disciplined leadership. That's where I believe Seek Out 
is one of the top echelon types of platforms in this segment. Yes, everybody is going to have amazing tech. The thing that we have to look at now as analysts in the space, who are the leaders, who are going to be disciplined, and who really have their shit together? Yeah, you you typically bet on the jockey uh, and not the horse. And Anoop Gupta obviously has the chops to make this make this thing something special. I, I got to admit, I kind of I kind of got this space wrong. I kind of felt like at one point that profiles and online, you know, finding people online was sort of a commodity. And I'd say a couple of years ago, it looked like it might be. Um, right. Any, any, it used to be like anybody that can make a Chrome extension can go search, you know, 200 million profiles. And it, it's, it seems like I've lost a little bit of, 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 I guess, nuance that comes into play with this stuff. So I guess making sense of all this data has really become important. So no shock that some data scientists are actually figuring out how to make uh, two cents out of a dollar uh, with some of these <laughs> profiles. And I also think it's a little bit of an anti-LinkedIn bet. Um, I think that there's a lot of distaste for LinkedIn, the money that they charge um, and what they provide for that. And people are looking for an alternative to LinkedIn. And if, if you can come into the market uh, like SeekOut has with 500, 600 million, 100 million profiles, uh, which they have, and you can provide nuance and a better search. And by the way, they're adding, they're starting to add uh, automated messaging and some tools that are you know AI related and automated uh, tools, which we talk about all the time on the show. I mean, they're really evolving this thing nicely, and I couldn't be happier happier for them. And I'm glad you mentioned Jackie because in, in hiring her, they also hired the whitest guy on the planet, Jeremy Robert. <laughs> yes, so yes. there is some equilibrium there um, in those two hires. But yeah, really happy for them, and and keep an eye on on, on that. Uh, they they've got to be on acquisition alert at this point. Yeah, there, there's no question. I think again, you take a look at this type of tech. And they were smart to go to market with a brand that is focused on, really it was LinkedIn at first, LinkedIn and GitHub. How can we help recruiters get to those those individuals who are most qualified, the types of skills, et cetera, et cetera? How do we get to them faster? Well, the search on LinkedIn sucks. The search on an applicant tracking system sucks. The search everywhere sucks. How do you create that power search? Then it became matching because of all the data that they were actually compiling. So this is this is what it's doing is it's morphing nicely as it grows. Much like, I'd like to say, a little robot we know. A little robot, Tingai. Some news out of them. So uh, everyone knows that listens to the show what Tingai is. But uh, if you've missed it, it's, <laughs> a, it's the recruiting robot. A real robot. We've talked for a while that they, sh- that they should evolve into uh, software as well. So gee, surprise, the Swedish-based Tingai has launched their product on mobile devices, adding software to its offering. Uh, apparently, you tested this thing. Is that correct? I am on the schedule tomorrow to have my interview with uh, Ten Guy, but I, I do okay. want to say, remember back in 2019 when we were floating in the Kattegat Sea in in uh, Sweden, uh-huh. and then we had a chance to actually take like a full day with the Ten Guy team. Yep. And we talked to them about go-to-market strategy and where their gaps were. And my main concern was scale. How do you quickly and easily scale something that is a physical robot? Mm -hmm. It it can be done, but it's not easy. And it is very costly to go into mass production. On the other hand, an app software can scale much 
more quickly as AWS can spin up instances. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to credit us for being the reason <laughs> because I, I just think that this was the smart way to go in the first place. But I yeah. do know that we did have a hard nudge on several occasions in talking to these guys. I, I love the physical robot. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I think overall, this is the winner. The robot has some logistical challenges, to say the least. So I, to me, their their promotional uh, email kind of says it all. Uh, so they said, to meet the increased market demand for conversational AI and remote interviews, we're launching automated two-way interactive digital video interviews with the new release. Recruiters around the world can sit back and relax while candidates perform the interviews. Hiring managers can then access the unbiased interview data and its result, blah, blah, blah. So... This is this is basically like video d- chat with a, the robot. I will report back. I promise. And so, <laughs> so my question is: Is this better than chatting text with deep fake becoming sort of more and more advanced? Couldn't you just have the robot be, I don't know, uh, Penelope Cruz? Oh yeah, or just a, a rando woman or man? So, I, so I kind of question like why it had to be the ten guy robot. I understand that the hard, the hard and the soft together, but I got to think at some point if this becomes a thing, uh, you'll talk to a real person instead of a robot, the CEO the or the you know the, sure, the actual yeah. HR manager or what have you. Bingo. Yeah, if you remember the actual physical robot, you can easily take the face off and replace it. And they had a Barack Obama version. So it was something that physically they could change. I guarantee you, uh, this is something that they either have baked in or will have baked in soon. It'll be like a choose your adventure book. Like who (laughs) who would you like to be interviewed by? Scary cyborg or Tom Cruise? That in itself would be incredibly (laughs) cool. Morgan Freeman or (laughs) I want Dave Chappelle to interview me for my next job. And I'm curious as well. So when, when, when COVID happened, we were like, awesome. The robot can like go and go in an interview room. It's germ free. You can wipe it down. Um, That still works. But over the course of the year, I'm kind of thinking that interviews will primarily be video or at home or chat. Like the fact that to go into a store or a retailer and get interviewed face to face, is that going to come back? It's not. Will it come back? It's it's going to have to stay there because if you go into, let's say for instance, an Ikea and you say, I want to apply. Well, you can just go into this room over here and interview with, with 10 guy, right? So there are practical applications, right? Yeah. Those are more of the forced location scenarios. What do you going to do when that happens? Are you going to have to try to pull somebody out the floor? Do you have to do this? Do you have to schedule them? No, fuck that. Throw them in the room and have them talk to 10 guy. Or if they're coming online to be able to go through the process, then you can schedule them and 10 guy, you know, shoots them a link. Yep. So anyone who thinks this is just sort of a publicity stunt, I guess it's not. They are actually <laughs> iterating and re- evolving this product. So best of luck to them. So let me keep score here. We're taking credit for the career builder announcement. We're taking credit for Seek Out for winning Deathmatch because everything took off for them once that happened. And we're taking credit for the <laughs> Tingai news. So we're, we're doing pretty well. Let's take a break to pat ourselves on the back uh, and we'll talk uh, some acquisitions and your favorite topic, Amazon. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? 
manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> you know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually... I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvine. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobvite.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. All right. Coming out of this one, I've got, I've got to let this one out because I'm pretty stoked that a podcast I've been working on for months is going to drop on April 2nd. Nice. So I'm breathing, I'm breathing a little heavy. It's called Cult Brand Secrets, hosted by Chris Nealon. And it is what you and I have actually experienced. It, it okay. is pretty much the individuals that are speaking from Spotify, from the LA Lakers, from Beats by Dre, Yeti, North Face, Marvel Studio, Skittles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these huge brands and brand leaders. CMOs, business leaders are actually speaking on stage and we've turned that into a podcast. I mean, it's truly a masterclass for CMOs and brand leaders who want to stay sharp, yeah. not to mention everybody who someday wants to become a CMO, an SVP of marketing or brand or something like that. So I'm, I'm really stoked that that's going to drop soon. So Chris is leading the discussion? Chris is going to come in with learnings, like points of learning, introductions, and then points of learning. So what you should be looking for, listen for during this podcast, then you have the podcast. And then after he goes over those learnings again. So this is truly one of those masterclass types of podcasts. Well, speaking of master class chat, I, I, I got to give a shout out to my youth, which is, I think, quickly leaving my body. Uh, and it's not because 50 <laughs> is right around the corner, but I got to tell you, 
some of the things that have been dropped in the in the past few weeks just have my mind swimming. So let's let's go through Roblox. Have you heard of that? No. No. Okay. So it's went public this week. It's huge company, video games, blah blah blah. You've probably heard NFTs thrown out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally clueless why Jack Dorsey's original first tweet just sold for six million dollars or some shit. Like what in the world is going on? And then this whole. <laughs> I'm still confused by this whole stonks GameStop thing that's going on, power to the people and how they're manipulating stocks. I just feel like like my dad. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm I'm glad that March Madness is around the corner so I can like at least watch something I know and I'm familiar with cuz I'm feeling really old lately. I don't know about you. Yeah. I think most people don't understand what the fuck a non-fungible token is. I, I'm going to have to go out there. I'm not going to say it's your age or anything like that. I'm going to say that most of this, and we talk about blockchain, I mean, seriously, right? I mean, this is all these different cryptocurrency, uh-huh. a non-fungible token. I mean, just all these things. And you, you know, it's coming to employment. You know, it's coming. <laughs> some Someone's going to launch some fucking NFT jobs or something. <laughs> recruit <laughs> NFT and you'll get a token if you interview some. I mean, something is coming, man. I'm telling you, just wait for it. Oh, I, I hope not. We've been around long enough to know that something is going to drop in the employment space around NFTs. That That's your cue, Aaron Stewart. Like the first res- online resume will sell for $80 million <laughs> or some stupid shit. <laughs> Some bulletin board resume from 1982 is going to go on sale and get an NFT. (sighs) We have an acquisition. Let's talk about this. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody gets that shit. Criteria acquires all cami, which I think I dated her in high school. Yeah. All cami. All (laughs) cami. Shout out to her. Good one. No, LA-based Criteria, an employee assessment provider, announced this week that it has acquired Australian-based Alchemy Interactive, an on-demand video interviewing platform founded in 2014. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> Quote from the, the, the press release, Alchemy is a unique technology that drives an outstanding customer and candidate user experience, advanced functionality around diversity and inclusion. There's that diversity word again, and the ability to cater for both pre-recorded and live structured video interviews. I'm really upset that an Australian video interviewing company was bought and it wasn't Vervo. That really upset me. I got a, I got a kick as I was as I was researching this. An Australian headline about this news was titled Local Video Interviewing Specialist Falls into Overseas Hands. So <laughs> <laughs> There's some imperialism going on with uh, snagging up these these technologies around the world. What, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so here's a comment from Stan over at uh, Smart Recruiters that he he posted this, I think, on LinkedIn and Facebook all over the place. So here's the quote. Stepstone acquires Cameo. Modern Hire acquires Sonru. Outmatch acquires Launchpad. iSims acquires Easy Recruit. Phenom acquires Talent Cube. Criteria acquires Alchemy. Hmm. Seek acquires Vervo. Oh, sorry. That was my crystal ball yes. that's sitting here. That, that's Seek still coming. Acquires it's coming. Vervo. But you would almost think that having native video in assessment in TA platforms these days are a must. I mean, this yep. is this is one of the hottest pieces of tech today that yeah. I think every organization, especially if you are a core 
platform like an applicant tracking system or if you're a CRM, I mean, you can start to at least have that on the back end, right? Yeah, at least throw a fucking robot on a video screen. Yeah, for God's sakes. this is this is a screening company. This is a screening company that bought this. Yeah, and don't forget Paradox launched video uh, as well pretty recently. Virtual yep. job fairs uh, are popping up all over the place. Uh, I want to know what the fuck is wrong with Monster? They were, believe it or not, they were a bit of a trailblazer with this video thing, even though, you know, they outsourced the technology, but at least they embraced video. And now they're not even coming to market with any kind of cool video interviewing tool. Yeah, there's nothing there. Last not- one out of Monster, turn the lights off. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of turning out the lights, yes, uh, you're going to love this story. So uh, capitalism wins again, Chad. Uh, Amazon... <laughs> Obviously, you're aware is uh, is upping minimum wages in certain markets that they that they operate, and it's it's having a nice little impact on businesses around those local local markets. So the New York Times this past week created a story. So Amazon's wage increase in 2018 was uh, was found to not only help workers at the company. Help workers at the company, Chad. They're helping workers. Remember that. But also lift wages for workers at companies in the regions where Amazon operates. This is a new study cited by the New York Times. The paper found that the online retailer's influence in the areas it operates is so powerful that workers at other businesses were able to command higher wages from their employers just by being close to Amazon. It also found that a $15 minimum wage was not as detrimental to the economy Hmm. As some critics claim. Now, you're probably torn over this, right? No, I think I think this is fairly simple. I mean, they're doing it from the standpoint of competition. So this was Amazon, Walmart and Target. And, and even in more rural areas, it increased wages uh, in those areas, not just not just big cities or, or tier two cities. So that that was pretty important from the standpoint of Wow, jobs weren't lost. Holy shit, maybe we should have a $15 minimum wage. Number one, okay? <laughs> Local economies prospered. What? Yeah, yeah. What? What? <laughs> the hardest conversation right now is still CEOs are making about 300 to 400 times more than the people who are actually doing the hard work in developing products and delivering services. We're pretty much in a feudal system right now. And and to be happy about $15 an hour jobs to me is, I think, more of a diversion than anything else. It's $30,000 a year before taxes. That's still not enough for many of these families. So yes, does it does it dismiss the the lie that a higher minimum wage will cost jobs? Yeah, it does. It totally dismisses that. It's total bullshit. But we are still in starvation wage territory. And CEOs like the motherfucker from uh, Kroger, who's making, you know, shit, 350, 400 times that of his people that uh, he's not giving that $4 an hour minimum wage to, that additional to the um, to the essential workers. Uh Give me a fucking break, man. I it feels good to be in a oh look, yes, we're fine that we're finally getting there. Dude, we're just catching up. We're not where we should be. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, to me, this is a, this is a, a dance that Amazon is, is putting on and oh yeah, we already know that, you know, Teamsters Union, cue the Jimmy Hoffa music, uh, is now working to organize drivers at Amazon delivery, Get them. uh, provide uh, concern over the impact of transportation on the entire industry, as well as, uh, the subcontractors. So, so you have this dance of like, we don't want government to give us like to tell us what our wages is, but we don't want our workers to unionize. So what is the dollar amount that we can give that keeps workers ununionized and keeps the government from actually, you know, dictating what minimum wage is and that increasing over time. So to me, like, yeah, oh, for the good of, you know, humanity, Amazon's doing this. No. But in addition to like communities around it and you get cap, you know, market, the the visible hand of the market that's increasing uh, salaries, which I think is great. But Amazon is playing a much longer game, in my opinion. And I think Kroger even as well saying, look, if we give in to to this California community, we're going to have to give in to every community. And them taking a stand is a bet on on not having to do that. And you see this whole dance that corporations are doing in hopes of staving off government, staving off unions, and we'll see if they can pull it off. Uh, for, for now, they they kind of are. Uh, for those listening outside of the US, minimum wage failed uh, to pass recently and unions still are pretty weak yeah. by most accounts. So it is working. Here's some business insider data as well. The median necessary living wage across the United States is $67,690. The state with the lowest annual living wage is Mississippi, go figure, with uh, $58,321. The state with the highest living wage is Hawaii, $136,000 plus. Mm -hmm. We have to understand this is not a living wage. These $15 an hour is what we call a starvation wage. And we are yeah. just trying to get to a starvation wage. On my show with the Canadians, yes, they, are, they have a lot of confusion around why America is so fucked up. Uh, and I tried to I tried to explain it in the best Join way the possible. I probably failed miserably. But you know, when when you and I were doing entry level work and this kind of stuff. It, it was never meant to be a life, right? It's never. It was never meant to be. Uh, we're going to do this for a long time. And with the death of manufacturing, automation, like these jobs are now essential jobs that are are livelihoods for people, and we have to stop thinking about them as oh, it's a 17-year-old that works over the summer until they go to school again, right? These are like people's livelihoods. And until we kind of think of it in that way, we're going to keep having this conversation and this dance. Agreed. And and again, these are lies that have been told for decades that we are still buying into. Again, people, if you raise wages, the wages don't just go into their pockets and stay there. Those individuals spend that fucking money, which means it drives the it juices the economy instead of going to some fucking rich white dude that goes into a trust fund. Should we take a break? Ooh, talk to me about some Burger King. Do we really want to talk about Burger King before lunch? <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, 
you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Oh my God, this next story. UK stepped in it. Dude. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the, I'm a, I'm a, a white dude, right? And I saw, uh, I saw that Burger King did this tweet that started mm-hmm. out with. Women belong in the kitchen. But women belong in the kitchen. Yes. But then, then it goes down and it starts talking about if they want to. And only 20%, I believe, of uh, of chefs are females. And they're starting an actual uh, program to be able to help get more females into it. So I, again, didn't say a fucking thing. I'm looking at this on social media. And because again, I'm a white dude and my opinion carries little to no weight with most people on this type of topic. So the first thing I did was I went straight to Julie I showed her the tweet and and guess what she said? I have no idea what Julie said and I'm not going I'm not going to make any guesses as to what she said cuz I'll be in the shit house for sure. She said literally, "Oh wow, that's cool." I then told her BK is catching flack for the tweet and her response mm-hmm. was and I'm paraphrasing here, people are looking for reasons to bitch. This is a program to support females who want to become chefs. People need to get the fuck over themselves. So that's coming from my 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 wife, who is very progressive left. Okay. She's not a centrist at all. And she's saying that. So Again, not coming out of my mouth because I'm a dumb white male. This is at least what uh, the estrogen sang in my house. Yeah. You know, when I read that, I, kn- I knew you and I, okay, we talk about BK a lot on this yeah. show for a recruitment employment related show. We talk a lot about BK. We've interviewed Ellie Doty, who's their chief marketing officer. I think we both enjoy their food. You you choose from a different side of the menu than I do, but we do enjoy the food. And we talk all the time about their crazy ass marketing. So how people wouldn't read women belong in the kitchen and go, oh, BK is being BK again. They must have some <laughs> funny shit going on and then read into it. What they're actually saying it was a surprise to me. Um, so clearly people read the headline of the tweet or the main gist of the tweet, didn't read the story, didn't dig into like, oh, what crazy shit is BK doing now, which they should have done. And BK paid the price for it, I guess. I mean, they deleted the tweet. They said, we're sorry. But I knew when I read it, it was just a it was a quirky way to get your attention. But the message was obviously something more. And I guess the mother of all shout outs for this week's show is that Monday was International Women's Day. Yeah. You and I have obviously many strong women in our life uh, that we appreciate. You mentioned Julie, as you have at many, many points in time. I wanted to give my wife a shout out as well at this story. My wife is so ridiculously more intelligent than me. And she was she was awarded this week the Indiana University Bicentennial Medal. Nice. Uh, she wasn't the only one, but this was like an awesome, uh, based on her research work that she's doing. And she's doing shit like, like you'll hear stories around or see 
documentaries about people eating bugs around the world and how that's like kind of a thing. She's at the forefront of all of that. So she's a super strong woman. That's an inspiration in my life. I wanted to mention her during this story, but uh, I also am glad that this was, this was from the, this was from the UK. This was from Burger King in the UK. Uh, So I'm glad to know at least UK and USA still have that bond of stupidity because (laughs) that's a special bond that I hope is, is never broken. Cheers, mate. Yes. And thanks for making us look less dumb. (laughs) (laughs) We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.cheese.com. Chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.